Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 273, which is entitled, How Do We Get our website copy. It was published on Thursday, the 7th of March, 2022. My name is Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined in a little while by my good friend David Wormsley so that we can have our podcast episode. But just before then, a little bit of housekeeping. If you like the things that we produce over at WP Builds, please share it. Go to any social channel you like. Our website is wpbuilds.com. Our Twitter channel is at WPBuilds. And just share the fact that you enjoy the episodes. I'd really appreciate that. It also helps if you give us some sort of five-star rating, something like that, over on platforms like Apple Podcasts and so on. So anything that you do in that vein, I'd be most appreciative of. It does certainly help grow the audience, which in turn helps keep the podcast going. If you fancy keeping in touch with what we produce, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and you can sign up to a newsletter there and there's things like our YouTube channel address and Twitter feed and so on. So wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Also, don't forget we've got a deals page. It's there 365 days of the year, searchable, filterable, and you can get a ton of cash off lots and lots of WordPress products. They could be blocks or themes or plugins, all of that kind of stuff. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Okay, let's get into the main event. I'm chatting this week with David Wormsley, episode number 273. It's entitled, How Do We Get Our Website Copy? Well, this is a pretty thorny issue, isn't it? And it's pretty likely that if you've been doing WordPress website building for any length of time, you've probably run into this problem where you just don't know what to put on the site. Should you write what goes on the site? Should you get an SEO or perhaps a copywriter? Should you put in dummy lorem just to fill the thing up? And of course, the design and the size of the font and the positioning of the words are crucial to the layout. And let's not forget, Google really want to know what your website is about. So it's a really important, important topic. And that's what we're talking about today on the podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to another in the Business Bootcamp series where we relearn everything we know about building WordPress sites and running a web design business from start to finish. We're on season two where we're looking at the design process and today we're going to be discussing how, well, how do we get our website copy? <gasps> well done, you got through the introduction. I should add that very frequently when we do these, we have to begin, begin many, many times. It's quite funny. That bit that you just said is hard to get through, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Do we need to recap anymore? Or do we just say, go and listen to the earlier no, let's episodes? just do a very quick recap. So okay. shall, I, shall I take this? So the intention here is that we are imagining that we're right back at the beginning of our web design, web business journey. And we're kind of trying to figure out how it is that we would get clients, work with clients, decide on pricing and all of that stuff. And so we're taking it topic by topic and we're working on the assumption that we have got a client, a new client, whose name is Miss A. She is a lawyer, but other than that, we don't really, we didn't really, we are obviously, as mm. time goes on, we will get to know the client, what their needs are. But at the beginning, we didn't really have any any knowledge of what they needed or all of that. But we know that they're a lawyer and that's about it. And then David's taking a different approach to me. I'm going for the more traditional, you may call it waterfall approach, where I do a presentation of a proposal, get a contract signed, get all of those docs in a row, and then basically set off, do the work, disappear for a few weeks, and then come back and say, there you go, have a look at that. But your approach is agile, and you can explain mm. that, David, I guess. Yeah, the kind of new agile approaches where you try not to set in advance. And I guess we're moving more towards that generally. I mean, the world has been in the idea that you might want to kind of build up, take baby steps with everything you do and learn from it. So it's an iterative approach and it's a collaborative approach with clients. So it's really, from my point of view, it's actually a very real thing I'm trying to 
rebuild my business to think how I might be able to distinguish myself from selling websites as a commodity, which I used to do, to this kind of new collaborative approach where it's based a lot more on data and evidence and we build the long-term solution over time. So, yeah. It's nice. And so today we're trying to talk about copy, website copy yeah. and how we get it. So do you want to just highlight what the problem is that we're trying to solve here? Yeah. So, well, we actually discussed this a little bit in the um, WP Builds Facebook group. I asked the kind of question about what people did with their copy and stuff and people brought in copywriters. And we know with our lawyer's site, she has no previous content. So we need to decide how we're going to get the words for her site in an effective way. And we've got a few options, haven't we, which is kind of tell her to write it and we'll sort it out. Um, we've got the give her some kind of structure, maybe a copywriter's template and hand that over so she's got some structure based on what we think we're going to do with the site. And then we've got, we can work together, which is my kind of favored approach as best as I can around some templates and follow a copywriter's process to build up that send her to a copywriter first, which some people do, or bring in a copywriter who will work to our brief. So there's a, there's a couple of, of others on there as well, but we're not going to mention these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. um, should we go through those one at a time and just sort of either rule them out in your workflow or, or rule them yeah. in? The first one then is to tell Miss A to go and write it herself um, and then we'll sort it out once she's written it. That, that seems to me to be lunacy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what people do. Well, you know, maybe when I started, I thought, you know, just give me a copy. I, I, I bet it just never, it's never worked. I mean, if you did get it, you don't want it. And um, it, they've got no idea about how to do that. So I, yeah, it, it doesn't work, does it? Well, I think in this particular case, it, work, it doesn't yeah. work for a couple of reasons. Number one, because like you said, it will probably be really not what you want. They might hand you something gleefully. And you'll probably look at it and think, okay, that's different. Because bear in mind, this is a lawyer. They're probably very good at writing a particular style of writing, but probably not the style of writing that we're going to need in order to sell their products or services. And the other reason is because they're a lawyer and their time, I suspect, is going to be consumed elsewhere. And I, I would imagine, yeah. and this is very specifically in the case of a lawyer, I would imagine that the intention here really is to sort of handed over to to you and you know you you find somebody for me. I could be wrong. Maybe they want to be more hands-on and obviously your agile approach would encourage that. But it mm. feels like yeah. you might be better off buying in the time of somebody who's slightly better. So okay. I mean the only thing I could say about that, you know, it's not quite tell them to write it, but you we could be asking them to send us stuff that's already been written. Maybe they published some articles or they've got I don't know, just even their business card or something that might give you some idea about words they've used already but that's it I think that one that one goes out I think totally I think it's too much to try and sort out and they've no idea how to structure copy in a way that's readable for the web yeah so the next one well yeah. I was just going to say but obviously in certain cases it might be that that's the exact right approach like I don't know let's say somebody comes to you and they want to advertise themselves as a poet then you know it might be okay great go for it go for, go for your life <laughs> yeah. you know perfect you're the exact candidate but in this case i think no <laughs> yeah. okay the second one was give the client a structure like some sort of copy template and mm -hmm. see what they can do with that so in other words it's a little bit like the first one but you've given them some guidance and by template i guess you mean a copy template that is to say Here's how the words could be constructed. This is how other people do it. This is how copywriters might go about it, as opposed to a, a page template. We're not giving them a design and saying, fit things into these little boxes. It's more, here's the kind of words you should be approaching when you're mm. designing your homepage and whatever. I mean, following on from the last chat we had, when we were talking about structure of the pages, in some ways we might follow that anyway. We might be... You know, subconsciously, I think in my case, I've read a lot of books on copywriters and they seem to follow the same format of a page, a homepage, having the, the value proposition at the top, which tells people what's in it for them here, moving on to the problems they solve, moving on to the benefits, moving on to the 
um, the kind of social proof stuff. So there might be, and I think a lot of the copywriters templates are like that, but what's handy about them is sometimes they will give you an idea, a format, how you might be able to write a value proposition. We do this because of this, blah, blah, you know, you fill right. in the gaps, you know. And it, to be honest so, with you, I would imagine that those kind of tropes, you know, we do yeah. this because of this and so on and so forth, mm. they're not necessarily the kind of thing that they would instinctively do. So it is, it's more helpful, isn't it? There's definitely some mm. merit. Yeah. I'm still thinking it's not the best way of doing it, but it's not a, it's, it's a better way. If time uh, and budget are limited, it feels like this mm. is certainly better than just saying, right, go on, get on with it, bring it back when it's finished. This is, this yeah. is an improvement. Okay, so that was number two. Number three was work together with her around templates and follow a copywriter's process. Right, I'm going to put my thoughts onto this one quickly first. Mm. I, In this particular case, mm. as I said earlier, I think this one's dead in the water just because of the fact that it's a lawyer. And I would imagine that the lawyer's time is going to be more valuable. I, I think... I think I would struggle to have that conversation. Can you please give me, let's have a conversation for a couple of hours. We'll nail the copy. <laughs> well, in that mm. time, they probably could have earned five times more than than I'll be earning, if you know what I mean. So I, I think that's going to be a real struggle, but only for Miss A, probably not mm. for the vast majority of the work that I've done in the past. Yeah, I mean, look, there could be two ways of looking at that. We've assumed we've got this solo client, but she might have staff that she's employing and they, she might, if, if we wanted to go a true agile approach, my, my take on agile is as a small, you know, as a freelancer or small agency working with my wife. But if they did, I mean, you would form a little team and she would, if you like, allocate them to make these decisions with me so you could work in an agile system as they do in big organizations they work in a team it may not be the head boss who's making a lot of money you know what's done is then sent to them before you go on the next iteration of work so it could be possible that she might have somebody that she could dedicate you know who didn't cost as much by the hour but also in my own mind for rebuilding my business is that I like this approach yeah. but, and I'm yeah. trying to do it. But what's actually happening is reality is I'm making a Google document with all this stuff and I'm writing a few ideas and stuff on there. And then I say, go and have a look at it. And if, if they see something and they add something, then that's great. If they don't, then I just have to say, okay, we'll, we'll put a deadline. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you're happy with what I've put in there <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> just I to quite, move it on. Yeah, I quite like that approach, the, the sort yeah. of time constraint approach, because you, you really could be waiting a long time if you said, yeah. here's some copy, here's a Google Doc, go and have a look at it. It may be weeks before they yeah. get a chance to look at that again. And so the whole thing is stalled. But if you say, I don't know, 48 hours, if I'll just work on the assumption that if you've, if you've got nothing to say within 48 hours, I'll press on and put this text in. And of course, the nature of your new design mm. of your business is that that can all be corrected later on anyway, because the whole thing is yeah. going to be iterative and, and what have you. So working together yeah. around templates and follow a copywriter's process seems like an interesting one. Yeah. Or we can, as I think some people do, um, send a, to a copywriter first. Um, this is quite interesting, isn't it? Because in mm. my scenario, my scenario is much more like a closed box. They they come to me and I describe what I'm going to do and then I close the box and go off and make the website and then finally reveal everything. There you <laughs> go, that's what it is. And this kind of steps out of the boundaries of that. I kind of let go of a bit of the project that yeah. perhaps I don't want to let go of because all of a sudden I'm into having to work with some other person that, I might not know. Of course, if it's a copywriter that I've got on my books and we've worked together before, that, that could be a completely different relationship. But if, if they've got their own copywriter and their own copywriter is going to make insistent, sorry, is going to insist that certain things are done in certain ways and I disagree, that could be a, a point of conflict. But in terms of getting the text, at least you'd get something, but it's whether or not they would see themselves as a sort of proxy designer and mm. come back and say, well, this has got to go here and this has got to go here and it's got to be in this sort of size and font. And, and already I'm thinking, oh, really? Do we do we have to have this conversation? So I think there's good <laughs> and bad to this. Certainly it's going to get the copywriting done. Hooray! But yeah, it might be yeah. that it, there's a conflict in design and what have you later on. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I spoke to someone, it was for one of my videos, and they walked me through the building of their site, and they had a copywriter in from the very beginning. The client had them first before they asked them to do the design. And the copywriter, which a lot of you know professional copywriters will do, they've done the really part of the branding. They've de defined, you know, what is the the character of this business and who their user is. And they've gone further and structured the pages they've put on where things are going to be, where that content is going to be on the pages. So by the time all the kind of work that should have been done, all the UX work that you would do, the deep understanding about what this business is trying to convey is all done by the copywriter. And then the only job you've got as a designer, if it comes to you after that point, is to <clears throat> really illustrate the 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 words, which maybe is what we should be doing. But you know, it sounds wonderful. But the only problem is, I want to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's quite nice actually. I, I'm warming to this idea suddenly. The idea that somebody else is responsible for the way that the yeah. site is, and all I've done really is is paint by numbers. I've just been yeah. told fill in this blank with an image, put uh, make that bit over there red, uh, and so on. Yeah, it's interesting, but a, a possible point of conflict. Okay, so that's getting yes. a copywriter to do it. There's definitely benefits there. Um, and then the next one, bring in a copywriter to work to our brief. It, it, am I am I right in saying this is your, this in an ideal world, this is how you want to do it. You want to be working iteratively with a copywriter, with the client on the call at the same time. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? If, if there's a budget for that. I mean, my two favorites are uh, you know, working together around some templates. And if there's the budget for it, then getting somebody who's really good with words and all working together, that would be fantastic around a brief. But I still like, you know, because rebuilding, you know, thinking afresh again on how we might come into this business. You and I both pretty much just built websites because that's where we grew up, that nobody, you know, the brochure site was the thing, wasn't it? Just only in your space. And now I think as everyone can build a website so easily, the only way to distinguish ourselves as businesses is perhaps to say we're more data led, that we are more looking at the UX, what brings business what brings traffic what brings conversions so i be i i'm keen to be that's my job so that's why i want the copywriter to come in because i want to do that early work where we're defining what the keywords are going to be because again copywriters as you pointed out in the notes here you know where does the copywriter end and the seo expert begin you know that they're both dealing with words yeah um I want to do that stuff. So yeah, so I would probably set out my page layout and then just say, you know, can you make these words better? You know, and they would listen to the client as well. So that would be an ideal for me as well. I My thoughts are that's probably the most likely scenario that any of us are going to face is that the client is going to have some thoughts on what they want, but they're going to want steering because they're going to stare at the, the blank page and not be sure how to write the kind of copy that would be more successful on a website. And there's going to be that kind of collaborative approach. So, yeah, I think the, the, the one that strikes me as the easiest in my scenario is to is to do the giving giving them some sort of copyright template if they wish to do it, if they're willing yeah. to do it and see what comes out of that. And, and, and obviously just directly hiring a copywriter to take the burden of that. Um, yeah, mm. so there's there's all sorts of different ways to do that. So that's our problem anyway. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's that's the hard bit about re, how do you go about doing design. The, the first episode we did where we said, what does a design process look like? And I was very keen on this idea that I've got these kind of layers. So it starts with this, well, big question, how, are, you know, it's the kind of business stuff, the market research, how are we going to get our traffic and conversions? What's going to sell, you know, in there? And that would lead on to a certain degree doing what a, a copywriter does, some of them do anyway, at least in terms of structuring the layout of the information on the pages that, you know, we, we, we might favor pages on certain things because they're going to do well in SEO or they're not being covered by our competitors. So we've got a little gap in the market that we can use. So I, I want to start that process from that. But 
it does strike me if you were in this business starting a new business what an ideal to team up with a copywriter who does all of that early stuff for you <laughs> and you just come in and do the website you know yeah how how easy do you think is it to convince somebody in the year 2022 that yeah. a copywriter is something that is actually required and what i mean by that is most people can read and write yeah. Obviously, everybody has some sort of spectrum there. You know, some people are excellent at it and other people are not so good. But most people can do it. And probably, I would imagine, they 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 would imagine that writing for a website is just a fairly trivial thing to do. And there's not a lot of thought. You just need to get some keywords in there, get it out, get Google discovering it. And we're off to the races. Everybody's going to be landing <laughs> on the website. So little discussion about whether or not it's going to be an easy thing to sell. I think because I never really did try and sell copywriting as a thing. Yeah. I, I think it is it is quite a hard thing because most people can achieve the words on the page, but getting them to realize that, well, actually, if, if we could have a different set of words on the page, you might double, triple, whatever, your visits or engagement or whatever the metric might be. But I think yeah. that conversation is going to be hard, especially for a new lawyer, Miss A., who maybe is watching the purse strings very carefully. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, I think clients could be misled by the same idea that they might think about web designers. I mean, we're all going to be different on this and some people are going to be very artistic and that's what they're brought in for. That's not you and I, is it? And what we would no. argue our role in the world is the fact that, well, actually we provide information in a way that the you know good user experience isn't really being delighted by all the the flurries and stuff like that it's it's actually things working as expected and often the simplest sites you know when they're thought out and laid out correctly work as expected and no it doesn't need a lot of beauty it just needs to not cause friction for the person who's going there trying to achieve a goal so i right. think it's with copy as well with that you know we we're not they might think we're hiring somebody to be a copywriter in order to give them wonderful flowery language which we couldn't come up with but probably they see their job as how are they going to create that great user experience so where you know they find they get the words they need to be able to complete their task and they may be very simple words you know mm. so i think it's it's that problem isn't it if you say a copywriter i think everybody's got some idea of a writer you know yes yes that all makes perfect sense so we we had our we introduced so we spent the first 20 minutes basically outlining the the problem what's yeah. the um well the next section we've got is what what our role is should we delve into that a bit yeah absolutely i'm just <laughs> you're finding it stop me stop me off oh yes. well okay so we've got things here like what does the design process look like we, we tackled that in a previous episode so oh yes, how, yeah. how exactly are we going to sell this you know what what is the position that we're putting ourselves in are we basically saying look we're the expert you absolutely have to have a copywriter nobody in mm. the year 2022 would dream of building a website unless there was a copywriter involved or are we just suggesting these range of things would you go to the client and suggest let's say three of the different things that we outlined as the problem earlier and give them the option to pick one or are you just going to go in and say look this is the way we're doing it you're going to get a copywriter that's part of the deal off we go well i've become a fact that you know last time i said that i think now this early looking at the traffic would lead to some conclusions yeah. a little bit. And that actually might dictate whether a copywriter was in. One bit we've put in our notes, we'll go completely out of order on this, is that <laughs> let's say we've looked at our competitors for Miss A and they all, you know, they've got lots of blah, blah that we expect to see and it looks in a certain way. They've all got royal blue and they've all got gold on their sites, serif fonts and lots of, you know, stuff that's legal and sounds very professional. But we might just say there might be a gap in the market here um, for just as you mentioned in the previous episode with your experience ordering an uh, Indian takeaway online. Mm. They went cut through all of that <laughs> and went straight with the call to action button. You want food? Click this button. Pick your food. It'll come. Right. And uh, get rid of that. And with, that could be the same. And I think 
we might decide that early on in that early process about how we might go for against the traffic that we might get and against the what we might be able to how we might be able to compete with others so i mean we might find that we miss a doesn't really need a copywriter because we might just say okay let's have a go at this idea you know you'll do a, a free initial consultation big button for that you can do it through zoom call phone email here it is and the rest is just blah blah aimed at getting keywords in for your seo and the copywriter i think goes out the window for the moment they might want to look at, over it and see if you've you know if your call to action button the micro copy and things like that has got some words that they wouldn't use that might work against you or things like that but otherwise their role has got really reduced in that i think i think the most likely outcome for me is that my role would look like this that yeah. i would go to the client have the meeting and i would raise it as a possibility it would be something yeah. like look obviously it's it's words and pictures maybe there's a few videos but yeah. basically it's words and pictures and so the words make a big difference they're going to have a huge impact here's some options i can do it and you can t basically i'll just fill it up with some something that is probably well scraped is the wrong word but i'll go and look at competitors yeah. and i'll yeah. match that style i will put it on the website but obviously it's a cms you can go in and change that at any time or right. i might say or if you want to you know take it to the next level and really do a fabulous job and give yourself the best possible chance we'll hire in a uh, a copywriter and and i think at that point i would be i would be taking all that on i don't yeah. think the best outcome for me would be that the copywriter speaks at any great length with miss a i think i would yeah. like to be the conduit there in between and so i would i would ask all the questions of miss a look what are we trying to achieve what does the website need to do what are we trying to get people to do as soon as they arrive and so on what what are the outcomes that you want to achieve and then i'd go to the copywriter and say look it's a lawyer this is our area of geographical interest we yeah. need to do this this and this this is what the client wants to happen please will you supply me with that and here's what the website looks like right now go and that yeah. would then I, I would i would feel more comfortable being the being the intermediary um, mm -hmm. and maybe the copywriter literally never even speaks to the the client that i just think that's that's instinctively how i would have approached it yeah and i think i, I be interesting to hear what copywriters say i did watch a video from another channel where they were talking to a copywriter and they were saying their own experience of working with clients web designers and stuff like that and they kind of accommodate what they get but it's going to vary very much so some clients who've worked with them for a long time come with exactly what they're taking responsibility say we've got these pages it's going to look like this we've got these sections in here and we kind of want you to fill in these and what it needs to do where others will be a bit more like open and i you know i've got blank pages here for about can you come up with the whole copy in which case then they're going to have to assume the role of laying out your page for you <laughs> and i think you know that it's all about responsibility so i'm quite keen to kind of remarket my new stuff as this kind of more data driven web design thing where i take the responsibility for this ongoing relationship so yeah they're going to have to slot it i'm going to have to have done that thinking before the copywriter can come in yeah i, I guess there's a part of me which has a concern that if there's an ex if there's an external expert for everything mm -hmm. so yeah we need to get the seo done by an seo person the brand branding needs to be done by a designer and so do the logos and what have you at some point i'm going to be faced with the well what are you doing <laughs> yeah. you know, what what exactly are you doing here i seem to be paying all this money out to these different people and what are you just the person that puts the jigsaw together uh, <laughs> yeah. And so there is a bit of that, and so that leads to the conversation. What what would be even the the remit? What are we looking for in a copywriter? Are, are we looking for somebody who is a psychologist who can sort of like pull the heartstrings and get you to convert? Are we looking for would we would we want to roll into that an SEO? Is is copywriting SEO? Are they the same thing? I don't yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, um, I think to be honest, they they're just like us. They can cover a multitude of of these kind of different skills within that wider uh, user experience well some will and some won't and i guess this is the, 
<laughs> one of the difficulties you're going to have to find out what their background is and what they expect to do but I've consumed quite a lot of content by copywriters years back lots of old books and stuff that I've read but you know it does strike me they've influenced what I do but but when you go and look, if you just do a Google search on processes for copywriters, you'll see that they're, they've almost become the designer. They're designing all the pages for you. So you're right, you know, and I think we have to find the person we can work with to make up for our lack of skills. You know, there might be certain areas where I don't think you can, I, I would have the time to write on it or would want to, or, do you know what I mean? There might be something that I wouldn't be passionate with. But otherwise, I'd have a stab with the client in the first place. And then if the budget's there, I would say, let's have a copywriter look at it from their perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's totally clear that if you've got the budget, or rather, let's rephrase that, in an ideal world, every single website will be yeah. scrutinized heavily by a team of copywriters <laughs> so it's just really imagine that we've got the million dollar website and you can employ a team of copywriters to go through it because one of the things that I've noticed when I have been given the job of writing the copy even if that was just a placeholder kind of copy is that there's the staring at a blank page is really really challenging to get over and I know that sounds like hyperbole but I mean it it's very hard to come up with the right language. And I yeah. made a sort of slightly s stupid comment that I could have written Lord of the Rings. It is within me to have written an, a, a thousand <laughs> yeah. page book. I could do it. Would anybody read it? No, nobody would want to read that drivel. It would be awful. And so what I'm trying to say there is that I am clearly not as good with language as other, especially the written language as other people are. And so getting this in front of other people who really know what they're doing would matter. And I, but I feel that in the case of the lawyer, you're going to be fairly constrained in what that means. You know, I would imagine it'll be, well, I could be wrong. We'll maybe discuss that in a bit, but I'm imagining that the, the requirements are going to be fairly straight laced. You know, there's not going to be much in the way of funky vernacular. You know, we're not trying to like get the new kids to, to sort of <laughs> go with your lawyer's service. It's going to be a professional thing, lots of archaic language, really emphasizing the the history of your business or the, you know, your capacity to carry things out in a professional and timely and cost-effective way. And in many ways, it's kind of probably the most uninteresting copywriting that you could actually, <laughs> could actually wish yeah. to write. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how you go about a lawyer's site now. I mean, if you put the user experience first, I mean, if there's the money again for that to be able to, anything will be better than nothing. Just ask people what they're, you know, somebody who could potentially be a customer for our lawyer, what they're looking for um, from a lawyer's site might give you some indication or what puts them off. But again, in terms of the UX scale of things, you're right at the top end in the very sort of what they're conscious of. And when you ask people their opinions, they give you something which is not necessarily how they will behave, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, you know, it's trying to get to the motivations of your users always with all sites. And I just wonder with a lawyer site, because one one hand, you could be right with all of that. It needs to, what they're looking for is this kind of very established, authoritarian looks like they mean business to protect you kind of site right or their priority might be their goals which is the easiest way to not feel intimidated to get somebody who's got those skills and and that leads you into an example you put down on the notes there um, somebody you know about who went the completely opposite way with the lawyer's site yeah th this is nothing to do with me in that, that i didn't have any interactions it's just a friend who happens yeah. to be a lawyer and they came up with this new kind of way of buying. I won't go into it, but essentially they had something new, uh, a new yeah. way to interact between clients and lawyers. And and so their first iteration of the website, and again, I didn't have anything to do with it, was really funky. You know, it would it, it looked to how to describe it. You know, they had a really kind of really unusual logo. The, the spelling yes. 
of the law firm's name is really unusual. I won't give it away, but it's got like multiple letters that don't belong. Like they've misspelt <laughs> word the, the word deliberately. And, and it worked. It really mm. worked because they're now an incredibly successful company. It seems like they've reined that in a little bit. Just went to the, their website just recently and it, it looks much more formulaic now. Maybe now that they've got their funky clients and their funky clients have got successful businesses and they no longer wish to be cutting edge. They just want to get a professional legal person in. But they did it and it worked. So yeah, yeah maybe that discussion needs to be had. You know, what's the tenor of this, Miss A? Do, are you trying to attract a different crowd? Are you trying to emphasize that you're different? Or are you just trying to do what everybody else does and hope that you'll be found in that needle, in that haystack? And I, and I think that's where all that kind of early research comes into it. Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously might not get a time to get into it and you might not be able to really do any kind of testing proper research on real users but at least like everything with this i think with the whole idea of iterative approach agile approach is the idea is that you don't know you you you've you set out a hypothesis which you are going to test but the thing is to try and get this process going forward just say look we've got two routes here all of your competitors in your town are stiff and like this this is a bit of a gamble let's say our users are going to they're not really worried about your credentials or stuff. They're just worried about being able to find somebody who's skilled in your, and they want the easiest way and the most approachable way for them. Shall we go that route? And if we are, let's be consistent with everything we do in the design and the copy with that, you know, and it, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Getting that early established that we're always, that's my fear with the copywriter is that they, if they didn't do, somebody's got to do that early, deciding which route you're going to go, which hypothesis you're going to test. Are you just going to be this type of business or you're going to be another one and everybody needs to be signed up? Else otherwise you get this friction, don't you, with everybody pulling and terrible compromises. Yeah, I think also the, the quirky thing about this particular client is that they will know they will know what effect, what good writing looks like. Yeah. So they'll. it might be a case of I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> so, you know, you yeah. might go through five or six different variations. Okay, how does this look? And, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have that that ability to read something and say, yeah, that cuts through. That's what I that's what I want to say. So in a way, this Miss A is our worst possible client. But I do yeah. like your um, I do like your idea of split testing. In fact, you wrote that in the show notes and it, it kind of feels to me as if especially the stuff on the home page the split testing of that could be really crucial. You know, if you just change out a couple of words and see how that goes, that could yeah. be really, really useful, especially as a way of saying, actually, look, we were both wrong. This variant worked and we assumed it would be the opposite, but let's try let's try going in this direction now. I mean, it's really interesting because, I, I mean, I have this going back years now. I think there were the books I've read were now 11 years old, the Joanna Weeb copy hacker books. Mm-hmm. And she since, I mean, I kind of followed her a little bit, not recently, but she was, you know, big with Unbounce who do all this AB split testing on landing pages and stuff. She was in with that crowd. And very much her role as a copywriter is testing copy, what works and what yep. doesn't yep. work for individual sites. And you know, they really go quite extreme on their testing. They say that works the best. You know, it's not just changing a few words here and there. And and I think you could do that on a lawyer's site if there's if there's a commitment to that idea. So you could shove, like I was saying, we can go with that, stick it right at the top, how you can contact them straight away um, there and another version with that buried down on the bottom yeah, of the page yeah. and all the blah blah And it'd be really interesting to see what's ha- happening. And then that might, you know, if you've got that out and you've got enough data in, you know, that might actually change the design of your site generally, you know. Mm. Let's, should we explore like how you would even get a copywriter? I mean, in my case, I am going to be cold calling. I don't have any contact with anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it literally is going to be a case of I'm going to phone up a few people and have a chat with them and see what their rates are and see how I get on with them and examples of what they've done and so on. But um, mm. but that that would be my approach. Or I might go online and look for, I don't know, look for some kind of website which aggregates yeah. these kind of people. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, they come in different forms, don't they? I was looking at one site there where it's... Uh, 
like you see a lot of these design sites now where you can, I don't know, get them for a month yeah, and you, yeah. they assigned a designer. They've got similar kind of things going on for copy, I've seen. You know, we oh, have, right. There's a certain price per word and I just think... Well, to be honest, I would be put off by that, by yes. word, unless it was uh, for articles, because if I want sales copies, it really is going to be their process that I'm going to be interested in. The fact that they understand, you know, it's, it's not going to be, you know, less words might be better. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would be inclined to do that. So if I was looking for a copywriter, I guess I'd be looking for somebody who shares the same approach to um, building a website. Yeah, I think I would I would be asking those same sort of questions as well. You know, is it okay? Well, essentially, you would want to figure out how to get them the information that they need and how to get that information back off, off them yeah. back onto the website. And so, you know, it might be interesting to get into the conversation of, have you used WordPress before? If so, how do you <laughs> feel about interacting in the page builder and saving things over there and you doing that? And if they're not comfortable with that, okay, we're going to use Google Docs to share this. What's your timeframes? How quickly do you turn things around? And so, yeah, I, I would want that one-to-one -one relationship. I'm always into the, can I call you on the phone or get on a Zoom call or whatever, as opposed to buying something from a from like a Fiverr-style website um, yeah. where you're just sort of buying a, a small amount of somebody's attention for a little bit of time. I think I'd rather that I could know their first name and who they are and all of that kind of stuff. You know, interestingly, I think I would be more attracted to the the copywriter who's a bit like me. So I've got no natural design skills at all. But what I realize is that most of the time, if I learn the rules, the kind of rough color theory rules, the idea of setting out spacing in a consistent way, aligning things correctly on a page, right. I'm going to reduce the friction for a person looking at a site and it's going to look to them more beautiful. It's going to behave as expected, which is the main job. But I'm never going to, you know, design beautiful, outstanding logos or, you know, <laughs> some of the, you know, incredibly talented designers out there to, to just blow you away. But they may not actually help their clients particularly, mm. you know. We, um, um, we had a conversation before we pressed record and we we ended up talking a little bit about one of my clients who kind of took this on board really wholesale this is going back years i no longer work with them but the everything that we've talked about so far felt feels like it's been about the home page more or less you know yeah, what, what yeah, does that yeah. landing page look like how do you convert yeah. people at that first hit they took the approach that they were going to really invest in a blog and they found their own copywriter Coincidentally, they were a law firm, so there's some sort of coincidence there, but they had a, a very big staff and so they could afford to dip their pocket. And essentially, they decided that they were going to have a copywriter who who literally has no experience with law, but each week they would give them a subject and say, go off, research, write as a piece. And after the first four or five were published, they said, yeah, this is all working out fine now. You have access to the website. You can just go and publish them. We don't even need to check anymore. We'll trust that that you're doing the same standard of work that you've done so far. It was really effective. The yes. copywriter clearly knew how to how to work with Google. So there was a bit of SEO without a doubt in there. The company knew which bits of the business they wanted to grow. So they were just giving her, okay, we want a piece about this, I don't know, divorce law. Give us three pieces about divorce law. Um, or whatever it may have been. And it was really successful. I, I could absolutely see the optic on the analytics. That all stopped prior to me losing them as a client. That all stopped and, you know, somebody got moved mm -hmm. internally and that was the end of that. But it worked. And so it's not just about the homepage and the copy on the homepage and all of that. It, sometimes I think it's about the long game, the blog. Yeah, and I think there must be some people who are better at some things than others. Article writing must take a, you know, is a kind of different skill, isn't it, to coming up with good sales copy. Um, you know, there's a kind of formula, isn't there? I mean, I see something which I borrowed from copywriters. I use quite a lot. They use a lot of subheadings so yeah. they can convey yeah. more in short spaces of time, something you wouldn't be doing with natural writing. One of the, one of the interesting things about, 
I, I think about the whole copywriting is, is how much consistency you need to have. So you, if you get a copywriter in and they do your sales page or something for that, and then somebody else is going to do the blog, somebody else is doing the terms and the legal stuff on your pages, is whatever you bring your copy, if you decide that this needs to be consistent throughout your whole site for your branding, when you bring in a copywriter, you really need to be left, don't you, with some some rules to, to work to so someone else can take on that role. So are you... Does that make sense? Yeah, are you describing the situation that I just sort of did where you need to give them a, 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 a real brief of, okay, it's got to be... 1200 words it's got to have these many subheadings and all is that what you're talking about yeah sort of but just the the terminology you know i think i mentioned before you know you might whether you cut certain words down um, you know we are to were or whatever you know whether you got do it. that consistently right. throughout all of your site or whether there's a a sort of personality in your tone so you do use you know it's not going to be probably unlikely to be the case in our lawyer but we're using kind of funky terminology that needs to be sort of built into the tone of everything or, or maybe it doesn't oh, maybe the blog yeah. just stands separately yeah i think i understand more now so yeah i guess in the same way that we would have discussions about design and okay we want it really toned down like you said it might be classic blue collar with a gold logo or whatever for a lawyer typically um, yeah. Or it might be, you know, we're selling a brand new pair of trainers. Let's make it really funky and have lots of movement on there and bright colors. And it's really looks yeah. completely wild. Um, I guess the same is true for the, the written language. The copyright would need to know, okay, this is the tone. And in our case, the lawyer thing, I guess it's going to be fairly somber, fairly professional. But um, depending on the client, you might want to say, no, no, you go to town. We want it to be really jazzy. We want it to have all the latest <laughs> language that the kids are using and so on because they're our target market yeah you, I, you really would have to have that conversation i think yeah um, i just think the copywriter and copy comes into part of the branding thing i remember watching something um years back on ben and jerry's they've got a very distinctive the ice cream they do yeah and, really distinctive brand isn't it yeah and they've got a certain language but what what someone was they were looking at the site and saying you go down certain avenues i think for buying stuff or the legal stuff on various different pages where it completely goes into a different language and they were just saying how they did get it so right but also get it so wrong in places because they just don't follow through the brand consistency right and okay they've, they've maybe altered that since but yeah it was, yeah yeah that was always one of the questions that i asked just in terms of the design right at the beginning that was always one of the things on the form you know what 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 kind i can't remember what my categories are but i had like five or six different options for what's the feel of the website you know do you want it to be professional uh yeah classic or do you want it to be funky brand new all yeah. of that and i think yeah those would be really important things to do hey just one we're sort of getting fairly close to the time i don't know if we've mm. covered out off everything one thing that we totally missed out i think we missed it out deliberately what about ai <laughs> i knew you were going to say that i know yeah, we're just writing it all with AI. That's no, I mean Done. it's an it's an interesting point because yeah. this increasingly feels like something which people are just handing over uh to AI robots. Yeah. And you can imagine, you know, page builders come along and all, all of a sudden everybody's thinking, Oh, we're out of work. You can do it yeah. all with a page builder. Any non technical person can now build a website. You must be having that same conversation within the copywriting groups. Oh no, the copywriting AI is coming out and it's gonna take our work away. And I don't know, would you ever trust AI? No, but it's interesting. I have got one of the tools. I don't know if it's one of the best ones called Writer. And I, interestingly enough, I just made a couple of sort of temporary blog posts for this job that I'm doing using it. <laughs> now, it, it was really just to have another blog post which could be linked to in the page that was talking about a particular thing that this person does the therapy and it, it speeded things up you know um it, no one's going to read that flipping thing but uh, it was good to get the sort of <laughs> keywords in there but it but it it, it did give me i mean it didn't work that well you couldn't really long form content wasn't going to work but if you wanted a quick summary of what these people did that was that wouldn't uh, um violate any kind of copying rules because you know you can test them with the kind of copy scrape is it called that tool oh, I don't things know. there are lots of tools that test whether it's unique copy um yeah it was quite good for that but yeah the headlines when i've tried it 
for blog post writing. I can't imagine them being very good sales. And I don't, th I don't think copywriters will be threatened by it in, any more than, well, we are threatened, but I don't anything more than we are as web designers, the fact that now someone can kind of click a button and get a full site right. you know, with something like Cadence or Astra. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think it's the same thing. It, it's what we sell to the client, isn't it? It's what we bring. I, I th I'm big on this idea that, you know, we just say anybody can get this stuff now, but this is what we do, you know. Um, so a chicken little comment is not appropriate. If you're a copywriter, the sky is most definitely not falling in just <laughs> at the moment. In fact, yeah, I, I think, think so. I think we've made a, a good case for always employing a copywriter. I think it, this conversation has strayed around the boundaries, hasn't it? A yeah. Bit? And, and kind of usually it'll be a matter of budget. In an ideal I, world, if there's money, get a copywriter. If you can't afford I, it, you might have to think of some other way. Yeah, I agree uh, completely. If there's the room for one, I think that's it. But I think, you know, with us being, I guess most people listening to this are in similar situations to us with having to do it mo mostly as a freelancer. You probably just need to have a system in place when you haven't got one. <laughs> yeah and a system in place should you get the budget for it <laughs> that's yeah good point you don't suddenly want to be on the back foot you never use a copywriter and then somebody suddenly says could we have a copywriter yeah. oh, maybe don't know yeah probably a good idea to get in touch with one before you need them and strike up the relationship have and we covered what we wrote in the extensive show notes i think we have i Anything think we else have maybe there's a few bits yeah. that we missed out but on the whole i think we managed to cover it so there, yeah. there we go that was uh, how yeah. do we get our website copy? Um, yeah. Where are we going next? We're going to branding next, which probably mm. should have come first, but as there's overlap. But we'll talk a bit about branding. Okay, so that'll be in a fortnight's time. Thank you mm -hmm. very much, David. I enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. Cheers. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you're curious to find the episode on the website, go to wpbuilds.com and search for episode number 273. There's obviously a whole archive of 272 other podcast episodes there for your delectation. There's also an archive of our This Week in WordPress show, which we do every Monday, 2 p.m. UK time. It's live join in the commentary over there. We do enjoy it when people come and join us. But that's it for this week. If you've got any comments, let us know. Otherwise, stay safe. I hope that you have a nice week. Cheesy music fading in. Bye-bye for now.